Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. This week on Love Thy Neighbor, we are going to be talking about what it means to be a productive woman. Now, in Proverbs 31, it shows a woman who is very productive, very entrepreneurial. And this woman is a wife. But before you can be a wife, you're a woman. And so we want to focus on and celebrate women who are so productive. And this week, we are going to talk with China Bratchett, who definitely is a very productive young woman. So God bless you. Continue to listen to the Love That Neighbor podcast. I will be right back. Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson. And I'm glad to have our guest on here today. I'm really, really excited uh, because uh, she grew up with my daughter and they are two powerful young women. You heard her and her friends, uh, my daughter and her friends last week uh, on the podcast uh, with young ladies that are across the world studying together. But this young lady... um, is in Rayford, North Carolina. Uh, I think it's called uh, Hope County, you know. Uh, and I just want to welcome um, one of the, the 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 power team, the Bratcher families. Uh, China Bratcher, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am excited to have you on. So what's going on with you nowadays? What's What's happening in your life? So I have a lot going on. Um, I'm one of those people who like to stay um, persistent and consistent in things that are going to be beneficial spiritually and in the long run for me. So I'm doing a lot. So currently I am a teacher. um, So I do that. Um, And I'm also a a master or grad school student. So I got that going on. Yes. So I am getting my master's in teaching. Um, I also run two businesses. I started a cake business when I was 16 um, called Forever Creation Cupcakes. And I recently started a business with my sister, um, a hair care business called Honeycomb Fro. So I run those and they they coexist along with me now doing a cookbook. So I recently released a cookbook called Cooking with Chai. So very, very busy. <laughs> Amazing, amazing, amazing. And so with all of that going on, oh man, how how do you how do you find time for yourself? I mean, that's 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 a lot there. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I enjoy doing the work. So really essentially it feels like I am doing something for myself. But if you're saying like relaxing, I'm a night owl. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a night owl. I will stay up late and I'll catch up on some Hulu. Um, or I'll read a book. Um, I'm a family girl as well. So like, uh, we're home most of the time, of course, due to COVID, but we're, we're just a homebody family anyway. So, um, I spend time with my family. We joke. We're like the silliest, goofiest family, you'll know, so we'll joke <laughs> around. And so I find entertainment and enjoyment in doing that. So that's usually th- during the day because we have a, a nine month old in the house, house, which is very exciting. Um, so he's learning how to walk and he's dancing and, you know, it's just so cute. So that's enjoyment. And then, like I said, finding time at night just to read or watch some TV. Okay. So right now, what would you say is your passion? What, what's driving you right now to, to do all the things that you're doing? What's your passion? What are you passionate about? 
Well, one scripture that I keep in mind is um, whatsoever your hands find, if you do, do it. And whatever I, I do, I do it unto the Lord. So I really try to uh, focus on helping and serving. So that's my passion. I'll start there. Serving the community, serving people. Um, I thank God I have the gifts of helps because it's not it doesn't come natural for many for many people. So I thoroughly enjoy helping people. Um, and so that's my passion, um, being the hands and feet of Jesus and not saying that cliche, but literally I enjoy helping others. Amen. I mean, that, but isn't that what life's really about? You know, one of my favorite quotes is that it's, it's not the duration of your life that counts. It's the donation of your life wow. that counts. That it's really about when you're gone, what are people going to say? How did you impact the people around you? What? What, what what mark did you leave? And, and it's not about being famous. It's not about, you know, all those things. But how did you serve a greater good, a greater purpose um, that will last for generations to come? And so serving is yeah. um, that's my passion as well is, you know, how, how can I serve? How can I help? How can I, you know, really help people to get where they're going or help them to do something they're trying to do? You know, so serving is is huge, it's yes. huge. So I, I don't take that lightly. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, um, it's not about being famous because a lot of especially my generation, you know, we're into getting the followers and the Insta fame. Um, and I have I have been victim of that. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't. But as I grow older and mature in Christ, I realize like, wow, just a simple day to day life means something to God. It's not about, okay, God, when I become famous, when I have followers, then I'm going to please you. I'm going to make someone proud. It's about what are you doing in your day-to-day life, no matter who is following you or the amount of people who are following you. That is awesome. And I, and, and I wish that a, a lot of people would grab a hold to that because whether you're a social media influencer, whether you're a um, streamer, whether you're uh, doing online products and things of that nature. How, how are you impacting people's lives for eternity, not just to be famous? Because, you know, um, in the middle of finishing off a book um, that has gone through a huge process, the Lord has dealt with me, um, it's going to be called the hand of God. Uh, originally, it was going to be called the move of God, but the Lord corrected me. He said, you know, I, I want people to know that it's my hand. Mm that's on their life. And what that means is that the grace of God um, is empowering us and impacting us to do. And I found six guys, six men in the Bible that God made famous. And I said, wow, why would you make them famous? And he said, I made them famous for my namesake. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we get caught up in being famous for our namesake, but he'll make you famous. He'll make you known. He will make you know, make it known that you are there for his glory. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify who? Your father who is in heaven. And so God, if God does it, then you let him do it. But our motive is not right. Our motive is just to serve um, and to make an impact on the lives of people. If God decides to uh, blow up honeycomb fro or he decides to you know uh, cook him cook him with chai go viral what have you that's his business right your business is just to do the things that god has placed on your heart right yeah, that's right <laughs> amen amen okay so um with you being a, a young woman um and having so many gifts and talents so many ways 
um, to use um, the resources that God has placed in your hand. I wanted to kind of have a conversation with you around um, the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, in this passage, if we if we really break it down, it's a mother talking to her son about the kind of woman or the kind of wife he should have. And in order for a woman to be that kind of wife, right, she would have to already be that kind of woman, mm-hmm. right? right? She can't just one day turn on a switch. <laughs> Oh, I'm married now. And now I'm going to, you know, start businesses and I'm going to do No, as a matter of fact, it's harder to get those things started. Right. Right. (laughs) Once once you've you've gotten, you know, married and maybe had kids. And so I just want to break down um, what does this this productive woman, that's what I'm calling her productive woman like. and, and, And what are some things that when you look at her that you say, you know what? I, I really see that in my life or that's what I'm aspiring to be. I'm really trying to be that kind of a productive woman. Um, what are some of those things that stood out to you in Proverbs 31? Sure. So um, first I want to say um, back to what you're saying about it doesn't just happen. And it, that's true because I am definitely not who I was five years ago. 10 years ago, um, Apostle Anthony, you were my pastor and you know mm-hmm. that I, I've grown yes. a lot. <laughs> um, so I'm, that takes a process, process, like you said, it doesn't just happen overnight. Like, oh, I want to be married and boom, I'm married. Here's a ring and I'm this wife. So it did take a process and it. For me, it took um, good leadership and uh, good wisdom. Um, so happening, both of my parents, they're my my leaders, my pastors, my, my confidants. So uh, I go to them for... Um, the wisdom to become this woman that we're talking about today. Um, and not just for the sake of being a wife, because yes, that is great, but marriage isn't promised for everyone. And I don't know that part of my life because I don't have anyone as of right now. So I do know I am a woman and I am a Christian. So I do look at this to resemble how I should walk. So something that really um, stood up to me was her servanthood and her good mm. st- uh, stewardship. She knew how to work it. Like she knew how to take yeah, what was on. given to her and work it. Um, especially looking at the backdrop of women historically in that time frame, women were not um, looked at as merchants or entrepreneurs automatically. You were looked at as you know a woman, and most likely you'd be a wife or you know a wife and mother. Um, but in this case, she went above and beyond. She was a wife and a mother, but she also possessed all of these gifts. And so she was a hard worker. She was sacrificial. She was wise in, with her money. Um, and she was persistent. Like she had a whole day of things she was doing and she didn't stop. Like she kept going. And on right, top of that, right. she looked good because it talked about how she wore uh, fine clothes and linen. So <laughs> and all of that, she wasn't looking raggedy. And I don't believe in looking raggedy because my mama, she's a fashion stylist. And so I make sure I look good while I do it. And so that is something that I, I, I admire about this uh, phenomenon that, that, that this uh, scripture is pointing out, the servanthood, the stewardship, the sacrifice that she gave for her family and those in the community. Amen. Amen. I love that. Um, uh, one of the things that stood out to me and I wanted to kind of talk to you about it is that um, she is willing to work with her hands. She's willing to work. I, I thought it was interesting that mom is telling her son <laughs> that about this woman 
who is willing to work with her hands. Verse 13 of Proverbs 31, it says, she seeks wool and flax and willing to works. She's willingly works with her hands. Um, now, like you said, you know, you were a teenager. Now you're an adult. Where did the point click where you said, you know what, I'm willing to do, do some work. I'm willing to, you know, I don't want somebody to just take care of me. Right. I don't want to just sit up and be a trophy. I actually am willing to work with my hands. Where, when did that click for you? Um, well, I had to shift my focus because I did t- testimony um, time a little bit. I was really into like the marriage part. Like that was like my number one goal was like, OK, go to college and then get married. Like that was my, you know, end all. And so I had to <clears throat> shift my focus. And thankfully, I had um, accountability that really helped me renew my mind and saying, okay, that's okay that you want to be married, but what are you doing now? Because as of now, you're not married. So that shouldn't be your main focus. And like you said, you have to be something before you become that what you want to be. So um, shifting my focus, and I've uh, I've always been kind of hardworking, but it's always been in the wrong area. So uh, I kind of really shifted that energy or that push that I had towards getting what I wanted that wasn't necessarily God's will for me in that time. I had to shift it and say, trying to wake up like you, you have to look for something that's going to benefit you now. And then as it's benefiting you now, it's going to benefit you in that long run. So definitely shifting my focus um, got me like in this go mode where like, you know, you only live one life and not in the way the world says, like, do what you want and basically squander your life. But no, this is this is one life that I'm living that I want to dedicate to God and I want it to be a worthy sacrifice to him. So I just had to shift that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you know, there's a, there's a lot of women today, you know, that are waiting on someone to rescue them, a Prince Charming to come along and sweep them off their feet. And, but they're not busy. They're not about their business. And then, you know, then I have to give a shout out to the the women that are willing to put in that work. The women that are, you know, very productive and very industrious. I mean, this Proverbs 31 woman actually is what we would define as an entrepreneur. Yes. I mean, um, she's got merchant ships and she's got food coming and she's waking up late at night yeah. and taking care of business and she's buying and selling. And it's, it's like amazing um, to see that in a woman in these ancient yeah. times. That sounds like a 21st century woman, not not a, a, you know, the B.C., you know, uh, in antiquity. She sounds like a 21st century woman. Do do you see that in her character as you were reading? Definitely. In the 24th verse, it talks about how she supplies the merchants with sashes. So she has the commerce. She has what they need and they're coming to her for it. So (laughs) I'm like, whoa, like. What more can we do as women in the 21st century, as you had mentioned? And even at that, with her having that power, so to speak, or that ability to do that, she still was humble. And when I read this, I don't see pride all over it because sometimes women, you know, we can get very prideful and we feel like we have to announce that we're in the room because of how we were treated historically uh, rather than just being humble. And in this passage, she didn't have to announce anything. She was confident. Regardless, she didn't have to make this. She just did her work. She did it. And so um, it even talks about in verse 29, it says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And so 
that stood out to me a lot because there are many of beautiful, intelligent women today who do all that, who do it without a husband. But what does their character reflect? And this woman's character is what we're really looking at is how she walked. How are we walking? How are we exemplifying so that we can be called a woman that is noble, but surpasses all of that as well? Yeah, I think, you know, every time I read this, I, I think about the moms that are super, super um, high standard, high expectation for whoever it is that comes alongside their son. And and King Lemuel is who is being written to. Um, and what's happening here is that this is the type of woman that sits next to mm. a king, you know, and that because of her. He gets to sit in the gates with the elders and the leaders and do what he does because of what she's doing. One of the things that stood out to me uh, in Proverbs 31 and verse 17, it says she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. I said, wait a minute. Not only is this woman bad, you know, she she an entrepreneur, she 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 productive. But I read this. I was like, wait a minute. Is, is she working out? <laughs> is, is, is she? This is a strong woman physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, what do you see there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that part. Like it's, it says that um, her arms are strong for her task. So, like, yeah, she probably look. She probably was picking up big, heavy baskets and was was taking it by herself. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and. And this woman, someone that this is people say this all the time, like this will remind me of my mom. But sincerely, this woman reminds me of my mom because my mom, mom, I'm throwing your age out there. She's 43 and she has a nine month old and she takes care of him. She wakes up night. She has a business. She helps me with my businesses. Like, don't just think, you know, I have my business and I put it together. No, my mother has helped me even from when I started at 16. This woman, my mom exemplifies this woman. You know, she's a wife. She's a pastor's wife. She's a minister. She's a psalmist, you know. So I have a living and breathing example of what a Proverbs 31 woman looks like. And that's probably why I'm able to do it more so than someone who doesn't have that per se. Amen. I mean, I mean, yeah, I might shout out um, to to Melissa Bratcher. You know, she's man, you know, her and, and, and JB, my good friend, Jonathan Bratcher, Pastor Bratcher, Prophet Bratcher, you know, uh, amazing family, you know, a, as a whole. And yeah, you, when you've got good examples and you got good leadership, it, it does help. It, it does help you, you know, looking at this this woman. Uh, one of the things that also stood out to me was her 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 service mm-hmm. to the poor. You, you, you had talked about earlier. One of your passions is how are you serving people? Um, is what 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 do you think of when you look at the fact that all of this stuff that this woman does? You know, she's merchandising goods. She's you know, organizing ships. <laughs> she's taking care of family. She's making clothes. She's wearing clothes. I mean, the Bible says she's uh, strength and honor become her clothes. But yet she's got a heart for the poor and the needy. I mean, that's amazing. What 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 pops in your mind when you read well, that? What good is it for us to do everything? We're, we're, we're grinding. We're working hard, but everything is for us. What good is that? 
And mm. that's our generation, my generation today. Yeah, we got people that will grind. I'm talking about people that don't sleep, that has, you know, works hours and hours. But what good is it to just do it and it's all for your gain and for your glory? And so even in the midst of her doing that, even in the midst of her being able to receive money, because she was making money, she wasn't, you know, doing the merchant um, exchange to, you know, do it for fun. I'm pretty sure she was receiving some (laughs) some cha-ching. But at the end of the day, she still made room in her life to give where she really necessarily wasn't gaining something. And um, that's what I try to do. I work really hard, but I also try to implement things that's going to give to other people. And for example, um, this Saturday, we're going to be doing a soup drive. So um, I'm going to be making a, a favorite soup that my actually my granny made uh, used to love to eat. She passed away in December um, unexpectedly. And so she really was the influence of me cooking. And so this Saturday, I'm going to just make 50 bowls of soup and we're delivering it to people. It's not about me, you know, getting money for it. People ask me how much is it? It's free because I want to show people that I care about you. And it's not just about you looking at what I'm doing. Amen. Amen. I, I love it. I love it. Giving back, you know, finding a way to be a blessing, finding a way to put a smile on people's face, encourage their heart, right? Because that little encouragement might might give them the momentum to push for another 30 days, for another 40 days, for another year. You don't, you don't know just that one encouragement by somebody taking time to be a blessing yeah. to them is amazing. Uh, one of the other things that stood out to me in, in this passage was um, verse 26, that she opens her mouth with wisdom. <laughs> now, I, I feel like this is very important um, because uh, women have the opportunity to be in the ear of a lot of different people. And you, you as a woman, you want to speak with wisdom and kindness as opposed to earlier in Proverbs, it talks about, you know, that it's better to dwell on the rooftop. <laughs> Than, than to be in a house with a brawling woman, right? This woman speaks wisdom, and in her mouth is the is the is the law of kindness. Uh, speak to that, you know, just a little bit of what what you believe that Definitely. looks like. So that's one thing that I've had to develop because I am very I'm a vocal person. I've always been a vocal person, so I have to learn how to gird that underneath the spirit of God, because I do not want to say things that are harmful, Um, especially with me being an educator. We deal with students every day who are dealing with issues. Actually, um, we had a student who committed suicide last week um, and a sixth grader, you know, and parents not realizing that their child is going through. Um, And it has really uh, just shook up the staff members to know that we've lost a student underneath our care. Um, But even just having the words, it, when I talk to my students, I try to encourage them. It, you know, I know we're here for math and English and all that great stuff, but how are you doing? You know, so your words definitely have power. And we, want, we use that scripture, life and death from the power of the tongue a lot. And we kind of use it in reference to like, don't speak uh, negative on yourself or kind of speak things right. into existence per se. Um, but really it, it can just be used in the fact of how are you speaking to your fellow brother and sister? Because you can truly hurt their heart and their feelings. Um, are you talking down and negative to them? That life and our death is in the power of your tongue and how you treat someone. You can definitely affect how they feel. So with this woman, she speaks with wisdom. So she's probably 
asking God, should I say this? Even with business, you have to know mm-hmm. what you can do or shouldn't do. Sometimes it might not make sense, but you say, okay, God, what do you want me to do in this moment? And so she used wisdom, I'm pretty sure, with her family, with her husband, especially if he made her, if he made her mad. You know, sometimes men will make women mad sometimes. Come on, be <laughs> real, be real. be wise in speech <laughs> as long with the man, because, you know, the Bible says, I guess, in First Peter, how the man has to treat his wife or his prayers would be hindered. So it is a it is a, a cohesive thing. We as women have to humble ourselves and know how we're talking and speak in wisdom. Now, if you had to, how is it possible that she has this type of energy? Because uh, so so here's some commentators believe that this is mm-hmm. idealistic, that this is not a real person. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that that this is just like an ideal, a pie in the sky. You know what they say? You shoot for the stars and you'll hit the moon type thing. You know, uh, what would you say about this as far as is this something that a, a woman can aspire to? Is this something that we should say, no, we'll, we'll just, you know, what do you say when you read this? Is this real? Is this not? What is it? I think this is just something that we can model and take from because I don't want women to feel like if they're not certain things, then they haven't reached a certain right, point. Right. Um, so what I do I do a lot of these things and I'm not saying that pridefully, but I, I do enjoy cooking for my family. I don't have my own family, but I have a family, uh, my parents and my siblings. And so like I provide food, I have businesses. Um, so there's different things that I pull from, but one thing or a few of the things, but one thing I can stand out is I'm not a wife. So, and I'm not a mother, so I cannot speak to those things, nor can I feel bad if I don't have those things, nor if I never do, because I don't know that. And it does not mean I'm not this woman who, um, this mother was describing. So really you just have to ask God, Lord, what do you have me to do? Cause you shouldn't be running your tongue out. If you are just dead tired and you have no time for God, then what point is it? You know? So you have to kind of tweak it. And I right. think um, prioritizing like scheduling, i have a lot of schedules. Um, now, one thing I try not to schedule is God. He can enter in my life whenever he wants. So God, you come in whatever you want, but as far as like natural <laughs> things, you know, when I do this and when I do that, I try to prioritize and scare, uh, schedule it out. Yeah, I think priorities is something um, that, that everybody um, n- needs to make sure that we understand what our priorities are. I was talking to um, a young man at our church about, you know, being um, unmarried and how his number one prior- priority is how he may mm. please the Lord. And by having that as a priority, it then sets its own boundaries, right? If how I may please the Lord is a priority, then automatically there's things Uh. that I won't do. (laughs) There's things that I can't do. There's things that I can't engage in. So the priority helps me set the boundary, which keeps me focused, you know, on the things that I need to do. And so I I think, you know, having your priorities um, intact or, or, or in place really help you to be able to accomplish a whole lot more than what other people would be able to accomplish. Because even sometimes, you know, and, and, and I don't live in North Carolina, but I see you all over everywhere, <laughs> whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or, you know, and, and some people say, well, yeah, that's just social media. But in order to put these things out there, that takes a lot of work yeah. and a lot of time. Right. And so, and then you're, 
going to school and then you're a daughter, you know, so there's requirements on you from your parents and things like that. And, and then you're a PK. So, you know, that's, that's a whole nother dimension. Uh, you know, I can't wait to, I, I want to get at some point you and Tierra and AJ, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> these yeah, get you guys on there and just, all right, just talk. Yeah. Just tell me about it. <laughs> you know, that's an entire show itself. But just having those priorities in place, um, being able to balance things out um, is a challenge, is a challenge. And so what would you say to uh, a woman out there, whether uh, first – First to the, to the, the, the singles or the unmarried, because some people don't like single, you know, to the unmarried um, about prioritizing um, and getting the things done that God has placed on your heart. Uh, and then what does that look like if God is to bring someone into your life um, by you seeing her, your parents as an example? How does that cross over? So start with you. And then, then talk about the example that okay. you've seen. Well, for me, like right now, um, singleness is prime for me right now because I am doing so much. And I sometimes wonder, oh, if I had a significant other, poor man, because, you know, right now, where mm-hmm. would he fit? Because between me, I was editing my book and I was doing this and doing it. And I teach Bible study at church, all these different things that I do that I haven't even mentioned um, I'm like, oh my goodness, where would a man fit in? So that leaves room for me to stop asking God for a mate. Like I could just say, okay, God, <laughs> all right, Lord, I, I accept where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna accept where I am. So for me, crossing over, I'm still trying to figure that out. I ask my mom all the time, I'm like, mom, how am I going to go from doing this single and then husband's like, um, honey, I, I need some, I need some, some, uh, what's the word, um, attention, you know? So. I feel like when I meet that someone or if I meet that someone, our purpose will definitely coexist. It will come together. It will work and he'll be okay with my work schedule as long as, you know, as I'm, you know, still doing what I have to do as a wife, but um, I'm still figuring that out, Apostle Anthony, because I don't know. So that's how I know right now is not the same thing. It is not the same thing. Amen. Amen. I got a good friend I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, and he said the exact same thing. Um, Aaron Beach from uh, Praise Without Ceasing podcast, uh, really, really cool guy. And I was like, so, man, what, what you know, no lady friend. He said, man, I, I don't have time. I, there's a whole lot of things that God has, has got me doing, and I just got to stay focused. And, and I was like, I get that. I get that. My kids are a lot like that, um, and you're a lot like that. Uh, you know, my, my prayer is that, you know, when that time comes, you're able to make that that transition because there, there's a there, there's a there is a huge transition. You know, we hope that it's minimal, but it's it's actually going to be, you know, a big change. And then you're going to have to recalibrate and readjust. But obviously you have examples. You have a mom that is still very productive, who's very who takes care of the home, but then has her businesses, has her ministry stuff. And so she can still do that. But if you watch her, she knows when to pull back. She knows when to say no, you know, she knows how to, cause so that she keeps doing what she needs to do, but yeah. she prioritizes things and puts things in order. And sometimes it's so subtle and so seamless that you don't even notice how she did it. You're like, well, how did you do that? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, amen. So last but not least, um, I just want you to encourage um, the, the, the young women out there that are listening um, that may look at you and say, wow, um, she's doing so much. You know, how does she do it? Um, I want to be able to do that. Really encourage them um, in who they are. Uh, and then if you could just pray for them, you know, say a prayer for them um, that they would be strengthened and, and, and be able to fulfill all that God has for them as individuals uh, as well. Um, I just want to encourage you out there. If you are a single or unmarried um, just to really, and not cliche, find who you are in Christ. And how do you do that? You find it through the word. Um, I have been really enjoying getting into my word and feeding my spirit because if you if you know if you don't feed your spirit eventually the carnal will try to take over so in the process of you waiting because I know sometimes it can get hard or you might see people on social media you know if you need to step back from social media to not see that do that um, put yourself around godly counsel you know that you can talk with if you're going through a situation and you want to be in a relationship and it's not the time put yourself around that accountability because I know for sure and I've known this firsthand that when you get in the season of feeling lonely, so to speak, the enemy will try to send you something on the slide. He'll try to slide you something. So make sure you have godly counsel around you that can point things out that that don't look right. And, and, and you can receive that in that moment, even if you really want to do that. Um, and find your passion. Like, seriously, sit down and ask yourself, like, what am I passionate about? Like, if I got paid to do this thing, what would I do? And start doing it. You might be having to go to your nine to five job still, but start it. If it's um, doing a business, if it's uh, doing a side hustle or whatever, a YouTube channel, just start it. It's not about you getting these followers or the money right now. Just do it to get that passion fuel fuel going. And then eventually you never know. It could, it could go off to something that you didn't even expect. So um, like I said, um, get in the word, find yourself in the word and find yourself doing purpose th- purposeful things that's going to benefit you in the long run. Amen. Amen. Now, if you could just pray for them and we'll wrap this thing up. This has been powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, So, well, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be uh, lamps, to be lights um, on the city, on the hill, Father. God, I pray that whoever hears this, Lord, that they just open their heart and their mind to your will, Father. God, I ask that you just help us to be directive in the, your will and in your way, God, and remove everything that is not for us, God. Lord, I pray for that single woman who was trying to be this Proverbs 31 woman, and I pray that you just empower them to know that you have created them in likeness, Lord, and that they can be who you've called them to be if they just receive it and that they glean to it, Father. So, God, I thank you right now, Lord. I pray that you continue to bless this ministry, this podcast, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Remember, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you, Ms. China Bratcher, for coming on. 
Um, it was wonderful having you today. Uh, I, I know this is going to bless somebody. So tune in, check her out. Uh, where, where can people find you before we get off of here? How can they, they, they can reach out to you and see your sure. products and so things like that? So our hair product, you can find us at www.honeycombfro.com. We're also on Facebook as Honeycombfro. And you can find us on Instagram at the thehoneycombfro. Um, my book, you can find at www.cookingwithchai.bigcartel.com. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again. And Thank God you. bless you. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. You know, we'll be out in that North Carolina area. Hopefully this yeah. pandemic is over and we all Definitely. can hang Thanks out a again, little Apostle. bit. All right. God bless you. God bless you.